Welcome in. It is Monday Night Football on the PFF Betting Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Kevin Cole after, uh, you know, very interesting week four slate of games. I think some of the teams that we thought were a little bit overvalued definitely uh, appeared to be overvalued. Some teams that were undervalued uh, definitely came through, I guess, in week four. How are you kind of sizing up uh, what transpired here, Kevin? Yeah, well, the the late slate was kind of brutal. There was a lot of blowouts there, as you mentioned. Some 3-0 and teams didn't perform that well, like the Rams and the Broncos, but the Cardinals, who may have been a team that people were even more skeptical of, uh, I feel like I was definitely skeptical of their offense coming into this season, but what's really happened is the defense has been playing a lot better than I thought. And that has maintained uh, through this Rams game where, you know, they didn't shut them down completely as far as the Rams are concerned, but they, they played them pretty well. And then the offense cannot be stopped. Yeah, I mean, they look, you know, they look like legitimate, you know, they could not necessarily like title contenders, but I do think they're going to make some noise here in the NFC West. Uh, the only 4-0 team, we'll see if the Raiders end up pulling an upset victory on Monday Night Football. They would be the only other 4-0 team at this time. But what do you what do you make of the Cardinals, right? I know Scott Hansen on the NFL Red Zone set asked the question, are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL right now? How would you answer that question? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's like these power rankings that came out after week three. I, I just like to look to see where the Chiefs are on all of these power rankings, because if you don't have them at one, two or I don't know, maybe three, if you want to really get right. frisky, um, if you don't have them there, then I question your sanity, uh, despite the fact that they were one and two after the first three weeks. And, you know, I saw some where they were down at nine and ten and stuff like that. It'd be the same thing here i mean all these power rankings are going to have the cardinals as number one team because they're undefeated um and then because they beat the rams but we're just reacting a little bit too much to the small sample so far this season yeah i would agree i would agree 100 so i guess besides the undefeated team or teams we'll see what happens on monday night there were there are a handful of three and one teams that i thought were impressive right Packers basically are three and one. They looked bad week one against the Saints have looked good ever since the Ravens are three and one knocked off the Denver Broncos uh, and then the Cowboys as well. Right. They lost to Tampa Bay on opening day, but I think they've looked good ever since then. Out of those three teams, uh, what one do you think is, you know, in the running to potentially challenge for a conference championship at this point? Yeah, I think I'm going to say the Cowboys. Uh, the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause with them, although you know, it was a dominating win today. So you, you know, we're, we're really nitpicking to tr- try to figure out what's what's going on here. But I do believe that they have the largest EPA gain on turnovers so far this year, and okay. they continue that with a couple of more turnovers here. So that's something to pay attention to as far as their defense is concerned. Is that you know they've been they've been okay defensively, but it's heavily re- reliant upon turnovers. But offensively, they were just you know firing on all cylinders in this game, and we're giving up. Uh, I don't think Dak Prescott took a single hit during this game, let alone a sack in this one. So I would say they would be number one. My issue with the Ravens is despite the fact that they, you know, ran a play here to end the game to get the hundred yards rushing for however many games in a row that it's been here, they have not been running the ball. Well, three out of the four games they played this year, they've been massively negative on their design runs for their EPA per play on design runs, just not really close to where they were head and shoulders above the league and in first place before. Uh, so th- I'm starting to wonder about that. I don't know if it's the, I'm assuming it's more of a blocking and scheme issue, but it probably doesn't help that they have the, you know, 2015 all-stars in the backfield. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's the you know the best takeaway at this point. Um, I do agree with you. I think what you said with Dallas, right? I mean, they've had kind of high variance defensive plays go their way, but if they have you know any sort of defensive performance that um, you know stands out with the offense that they already have, I do think that they look like you know they can compete with the best teams in the NFC. Um, and I think that is, is kind of an exciting proposition, just with where they're at, how well Dak. Prescott's playing. Obviously going to probably win comeback player of the year, uh, but we will see. We will move on. We got AFC West showdown happening on Monday Night Football. The surprising upstart Las Vegas Raiders 3-0 have covered against the spread twice, uh, going to LA to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. How are you kind of seeing this game? Obviously the spread's moved a little bit in the Raiders' direction. It's now minus three for the Chargers. 51.5 point total. Do you like anything on the spread or total in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I would have liked it a lot more at three and a half to potentially mm-hmm. have gone have gone with the Raiders. I mean, the only thing I'll say about the Chargers so far that I think the Chargers, I think Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense has been impressive. At the same time, they've been one of these teams that's been converting first down, I mean, converting third downs at a very, very high rate. I think they have the most conversions over expectation. So it's really going to be a case of can that high end upside continue because some some quarterbacks can do it right like some quarterbacks my homes can continually do that so can that continue and can the Raiders defense which is really the reason that they're in the position that they are this year not that their offense hasn't been good but their offense has been pretty good for multiple years now it's that step forward that the defense has taken so can they get pressure on Herbert because where Herbert has been vulnerable this year um, not against the Chiefs but in prior weeks was the fact that he was making some bad throws and had some turnovers so can they get some pressure on Herbert can can they generate some turnovers? Can they get some stops on third down? It's really going to be that matchup, the Raiders defense versus the Chargers offense that I'm most interested in. Yeah, I do. I do think that is a really good point. And, you know, like you said, if you could get three and a half on the Raiders, that was obviously a play market no longer at that price. But uh, you can still get, you know, the better quarterback in this match, according to PFF grade, to start the 2021 season, Derek Carr. Oh, glad you're not saying that on Twitter. You 80, just get, you got you got, get a podcast, I got get ratioed. <laughs> Not quite yet, I don't think. We'll see. Well, they got to get in the comments section, I guess. But but he is, he does have a slightly better grade than Justin Herbert. Done in a little bit different way. Eight point four four percent big time throw rate. We'll see if that continues. Obviously, uh, you know him, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, who is the next coming of Terrell Owens slash Randy Moss, uh, could hopefully take advantage a little bit of um, of of the Chargers secondary. We will see. But let's move on to a little bit of player prop action. We got you know some decent value on PFF's player prop tool. Make sure you check it out. Uh, it's going to get you set for Monday night, along with NFL Green Line. Um, we're seeing some value on some ulterior players, basically going over some receiving or end or re- rushing receiving yardage. I'm kind of interested to see how you are playing some of these guys uh, from a showdown slate. But let's first talk about some player props that. Uh, you like one that I'm on board with Justin Herbert over 2.5 passing touchdowns plus 168 price. Uh, I think a lot of it is due to where it is currently priced at. Um, you touched on it. Raiders have had played really well, especially defensively from their front seven uh, have been decent again in coverage. Case Hayward Jr. is kind of like a revelation for them in their secondary. But other than that, kind of some weak spots. Do you think this is kind of a Keenan Allen slash Mike Williams game that they're going to kind of ball out here? Do you think Justin Herbert can go over 2.5 passing touchdowns? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, Vis-a-vis, at least in showdown, I think that uh, Williams and Allen. uh, Williams 
you know, I think he's had this real, it's a real thing, right? His production that we've seen so yeah. far this year. And the fact that he's playing this new type of role in their offense, like the X receiver type of role. So I think that'll continue. will continue to be productive, but his salary is much higher now than Keenan Allen. I've, I have a feeling that he's going to be rostered in a much higher percentage than Allen. So I think there's maybe some value there um, from a player prop perspective. I like that you tried to say, what was it? Alternative players, ulterior players, yeah. whatever it was, second, which is basically second. some euphemism for guys who are not very good. And we don't really, right, we don't normally right. care about. Yeah. I see Larry Roundtree, Zay Jones, Donald Parham, Foster Moreau, who I always yeah. thought they sound like a good. Those are my ulterior players. That, um, yeah. Yeah, those are <laughs> ulterior player, player novel. So, but what's interesting is we actually have overs on a lot of these guys. So maybe we're expecting these, these games to be a little bit, or the, the offensive attacks to be a little bit less narrow than what the uh, props see them. Yeah. I like that. I do agree with that. So, so bringing it back to that, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen discussion, because yeah. both of them are at 6.5 receptions, a plus price for Mike Williams at plus 118. Keenan Allen heavily shaded toward the over at minus 158. Yeah. Our prop tool kind of likes value on both of them. Would you prefer Mike Williams just based on what you said previously, or is there a spot where you could potentially get more involved with Keenan Allen on his reception total? Yeah, I think I would still, I would still like Allen more. I mean, we'll see. It, it's possible that this trend will continue the entire season. It'll continue to be Williams as the one a, and then Allen as the one B, but Williams should be used down the field more often. So he should always be a guy who's going to have a higher uh, yards per reception. But when we're looking straight at receptions, I still think Allen's going to be the guy that should be chain moving a little bit more often. Um, although, like I said, this so far this year, they've been using a lot of slants and, you know, Mike Williams playing that Michael Thomas type of role that, that we saw in the saints office that they brought over there. Right. Yeah. So we kind of have uh, the double down effect for two wide receivers for the Las Vegas Raiders. We like the under on Brian Edwards to go under 2.5 receptions. We like the under as well on his yards, 34.5. And the same thing for Henter Renfro under 49.5 receiving yards under 4.5 receptions. Is there one of these two guys that are kind of standing out to you uh, that could potentially, you know, not see as much of a target share um, as we're kind of projecting or as a potential fade from a showdown perspective? Yeah, it's, it's tough because one guy looks like your neighbor who's like an actuary and the other guy is, uh, as you mentioned, was was called across between uh, Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. So right. uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm still a little bit skeptical with Edwards. Uh, I think that Renfro has just been more of a consistent factor. I think Edwards is more of a high variance guy who can have a potentially a high end outcome if they take away guys like Waller and others that he could fill into more of that role. But then I think there's probably a lot more different outs for him to go under so i would say i would go under on him and then probably for receptions even more so than yards yeah i like that quite a bit he does have a pretty low reception total but i do still think uh there's enough uh outcomes where he does go under um especially if the raiders potentially jump out to an early lead so i do like brian edwards potentially fading him on monday night how are you playing this uh from a showdown perspective who do you kind of like in that captain spot uh our defense is even a consideration in a 51 and a half point total how are you kind of playing and sizing up DraftKings showdown 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a Week 5 offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, that's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Min $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Week 4 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. 0 to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team, player prop tool, which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Check out the highest graded players from week four and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week five. Yeah, the defenses are a little bit tough, although I do think they are a consideration. I mean, especially the Raiders defense, just because they're going to be so lowly rostered in this type of game. And like I mentioned, you know, Herbert, not, not the game that everyone wants against the chiefs, but uh, he had a couple of turnovers against Washington. He had turnovers against Dallas. Dallas. So he's, he's not one that's super careful, at least with, with the ball so far this season. So I think there's probably more potential uh, for the Raiders defense to get into it. Cause again, a lot of people focus on the scoring, which, matters in fantasy but what really matters are turnovers and then even more so getting a chance for that for that uh you know ever so precious touchdown there so i think that the raiders right. defense is interesting to me keenan allen as i mentioned he's someone who's popping a bit here uh henry rugs a tiny bit but mostly in a flex spot he's just not going to get the volume probably to get you um a captain spots especially in a ppr where you're going to need probably more receptions you know he could get you 100 yards maybe he could get you a touchdown maybe but he's not going to get you a high volume of receptions and another guy is jared cook who hasn't done a lot for for the chargers and i think he's an interesting guy just to throw into a flex spot because as long as he gets a touchdown he could be uh, a guy who lands in an optimal lineup so he's another one who's not going to be not going to have a very high roster ship percentage and you can just go ahead and throw him into some lineups. Yeah, I, I, I am kind of interested to see what happens with Jared Cook here on Monday night because we kind of like his under receptions at three and a half minus 116 price. We do find value on that. That's actually the highest value under that we have. And then we also kind of like him to go under receiving yards at 39.5 minus 114. So maybe do you think it could ever be a, a pivot to Don, Donald Parham, Parham uh, <laughs> if he, you know, based on the fact that we kind of like him a little bit or is that a spot where maybe he could get in the end zone kind of one of those red zone target opportunities anything's possible uh so if we look at at parham now yeah i mean it's a possibility he's a guy that maybe uh something could happen there but we got to factor in jared cook i said this is this is a revenge game i mean like everything's a revenge game now but this is i don't first of all you you can have revenge now where you're not even necessarily upset at the team also but i'm I'm gonna still call this a jared cook revenge game so we got to factor that in 
Yeah, I mean, and, and Revenge Games, I didn't track it really closely on Sunday, but it does seem to be going one for one at this point. I would say Corey Davis, absolute smash spot in his Revenge Game going up against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and then Tom Brady, not so much. Those were the only two that I kept track of, but who knows? It could be something. I know I know the DFS guys love it from a narrative perspective, so who knows for sure if that is actually going to happen. But uh, at this point, I'm definitely not going to bet his unders just based on that narrative fact that you've mentioned to me because uh, I think it might, you know, it's just not going to end well for me. So I'm just going to stay away from his player prop unders. We'll see if there's some other value spots, but we will see. I do appreciate you hopping on board with me, Kevin. It's always a pleasure. Make sure you check out Kevin's great uh, showdown article. It's going to be up first thing tomorrow morning, the top of PFF.com. Make sure you check out the player props tool, PFF Green Line. Uh, and we're going to have our simulation results up Tuesday morning and a lot of new content and information coming to you early next week for week five. So from Ben Brown, joined by Kevin Cole, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.